Very Good Music, a BGM podcast, is now proudly associated with RPGera.com, where you can find reviews, videos, podcasts, and more covering all your pop culture needs. Brian, the founder and CEO of RPG Era, has been featured on the show before and also hosts his own BGM podcast, BG Mania, with his friend Frank. Are you a fan of wrestling? Check out Blood and Destroyers, a podcast all about AEW. Into general gaming news and commentary? Max Level is the podcast for you. Looking to commiserate about the darker side of pop culture? Join Frank on Terrible, a horrible, no good, very bad podcast. Finally, The Media Files, hosted by Kyle, is your one-stop shop for all of your pop culture needs. Check out all of RPG Era's offerings using the link in the show notes. Now, let's listen to some very good music. Greetings, gamers. I'm Bed Ross. I'm Shoot Val. And Wait. you're. <laughs> yeah, there's no guest this time. Yeah. It's just the two of us, and uh, we're going to be talking about the very best music that we played this A year. BGM podcast. That we played this year on Very Good Music. A BGM podcast. <laughs> and you were just With so very, eager. Very in character intro. Yes. You were just so eager to get into it. And the microphone's over there. And uh, yeah, so that's okay. It's picking you up. Uh, yeah, so uh, that first song that we played is um, my first of 10 picks of the night because uh, Chukapau, I kind of already just did, but uh, tell us a little about what we're going to be talking about today. Very good, very, very good music. Yes, very, very good music, or as Prof Jeff termed it, the very best music that, that we played on the show this year. And so we each picked 10 tracks that we're going to feature. Well, just like last year, a couple of caveats. These are not our like top 10 ranked in order or anything like that. They're just 10 tracks that we really, really loved. Uh, if we were to do this show again in a month or even a week, it might be slightly different tracks. And a lot of this is just up to personal preference. And a lot of it with me is also, it has to do with style. Um, I could have gone with like all fast-paced or hard rocking tracks, but I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I also didn't want to pull like almost exclusively from the same episode, so I might have... That might have been a deciding factor in two tracks that I wanted each of them to be on the list, but one of them I already had one from that episode. So anyway, take it with a grain of salt. It's not like objective best, but just our favorites. So uh, yeah, before we get into it though, Shukapal, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what are some things that you really enjoyed that happened on the podcast this year? Um. 
I mean, we talked to Brenofloss. That was a that was kind of a high point, wasn't it? <laughs> I also really enjoyed the conversations that I had with some of my podcast friends, uh, Brian from BG Mania and Lee from The Sound Test. We had Dusk and Jeff on a couple of times this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we played a Geometry Dash track. <laughs> we did play a Geometry Dash track. I was thinking about that because you and Dusk just got smartphones for Christmas, and uh, she's been playing a lot of Geometry Dash. So, uh, yeah, so... Um, well, we're not going to be talking too terribly much tonight because we really want to let the music speak for itself, and also because we're going to be playing 21 tracks, and so there's a... Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of music, so... Um, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and lead in with a track that was recommended by one of our patrons. I was not a very good host, and I gave everybody less than 24 hours notice to uh, pick a song that they really liked, because I didn't tell them until today that we were going to be recording this. So the only one who's had time to recommend anything is Skeletroy. And... Uh, so we're going to go and play his pick here in just a minute. But if anybody does happen to uh, drop anything during our conversation, I'll go ahead and load it in and we'll just play it then. But Skeletroy had this to say. After perusing the track list for most of this year's episodes, my pick is Top Gear's Track 1 or Las Vegas from episode 3-8 which was our grab bag episode. That, was, that one was really fun. There's a lot of good music in that one. A great game with an amazing soundtrack. My friends and I played Top Gear a lot back in the day. This is Skeletroy again. The musical influence must have somewhat rubbed off on me, as whenever my mom hears SNES thrash tunes, she always says they sound like that racing game. <laughs> Congrats on another year of very good music. Here's hoping there's many more to come. And thank you very much, Troy. Uh, I actually meant to play the winter version of our uh, intro theme that he made under our Koji Kondo well, non-Koji Kondo winter announcement on Christmas Day, and I forgot. So we'll just have to use that as the intro when we record our uh, winter tunes episode uh, in February. I've got some tracks that I just put pretty high on my list that I think you very, very probably brought. So I've actually got a couple that I moved from my list because I was pretty sure that you brought them. So we'll we'll have to see. There's still a couple on my list that you you very well may have picked. Did you pick anything from episodes that you weren't on? Uh, yeah, I picked... Sure I did. You know what? We can talk about it more when we come back and as we go through the show. Uh, but for now, let's go ahead and listen to Troy's pick. This is, um, once again, track one, or Las Vegas, from Top Gear. And uh, I forgot to mention um, the play-in track. We should talk about that a little bit before we get into this. Uh... What was that play-in track, Shukapal? That was Studiopolis Zone Act 1 from Sonic Mania. Yes, that was composed by T-Lopes, one of the original tunes for Sonic Mania. And man, I just love that so much. And I couldn't resist opening up with lights, camera, action. Yeah. It's just, it, it was perfect. There's an old arrangement of it, actually, by Insane in the Rain and 8-Bit Drummer. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Is that the one that you said you watched one that, uh, like, a YouTuber that used this as the outro? Uh, no. It was a Minecraft YouTuber. Okay, and he just used the original tune? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, we'll have to listen to that. 
maybe I can, maybe you have already been listening to that arrangement Chukapau is talking about as the under music from all of this introduction. Hopefully. <laughs> but now we're going to listen to Top Gear, track one, Las Vegas, composed by Barry Leach. <laughs> Skeletroy's pick, Las Vegas from Top Gear. Oh man, this was actually on my list, so uh, now I get to go to one of my alternates. <laughs> and you said that, um, you told me while we were listening that Studiopolis was on your list, so you get to go to one of your alternates. Yep. Last year, I don't I don't think we actually had any overlap last oh. year, so we're already starting this one off more interestingly. Yeah. Uh, overall, well first of all, Top Gear, Las Vegas, what did you think of that track? That was really good. It actually reminded me of the title theme of Bad Piggies, an Angry Birds like spin-off thing. Maybe you should uh, keep that one in mind for our inevitable Rivals, Rogues, and Frenemies Part 3. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are some times when the piggies actually work together with the birds, at least in other media. So. Yeah. Um, but... I remember <laughs> Uh, but this was really good. I Obviously, if this was on my list, I like it a lot. Um, overall, in general, how do you feel like this year stacks up to last year? Um, I feel like there's definitely a lot of good stuff. We played Mega Man 3 title game again, so I can't <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. Um, and Brent actually, on his episode with us, brought several really, really classic tracks that we hadn't played on the show before. Yeah. We'd never played the Moon theme. Uh, we'd never played the ending of Super Mario World or A Link to the Past. Mm. Um, there was some... some And uh, Strike the Earth from Shovel Knights. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of really, really good stuff that we just had never gotten around to. And a lot of that's because these things are so classic that I just know people have already heard them, and I'd rather give air time to something new, but I mean, that didn't stop us from playing Guile's theme on bonus episode 2 last year, so... Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of stayed away from a lot of the really classic stuff. Uh, I did not put the either of those ending themes on my list. Again, kind of because I want to want to mix things up. Um, and a lot of this also, my picks. I listened. I picked tracks that made me feel 
not necessarily like nostalgic nostalgic because Link to the Past just does that to me in general, but when I remembered hearing them for the first time this year, I picked tracks that really impressed me when I heard them. And so uh, there were some tracks that, like, this year when I heard them for the first time, I was like, whoa, um, more so than when I heard the Link to the Past ending credits for, like, the hundredth time, even though I absolutely adore that song. So that's why, um, for example, my next pick that we'll get to after yours made it and Link to the Past didn't. But, yeah, this was a, was a good year. I don't know if there's anything that quite reaches the heights of... Uh, Sparkling Scorpio or Jago's theme, <laughs> but there's definitely some really good stuff, and you know what? Maybe so. Maybe I'll be surprised. Speaking of surprises, what is your first pick going to be, Shukapal? Mm, I'm gonna leave with. So for you, are these actually like ranked in order for you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Where was uh, Studiopolis on your list? Um, uh, number eight. Ranked them. Ah, okay. Where do you think it would have been? Um, Small park. Uh, top five, maybe top three. Okay, cool. Well, what's your number ten? My number ten is actually Newer York. You know what? I had that on my list of alternates. Oh man. We'll talk a little bit about when I uh, when I come back about why this didn't end up in my top twenty, but it was really really close. It was in my top twenty five. So, okay. Well, cool. I um, yeah. We're going to listen to uh, Newer York from the uh, still-in-early-development game Aura, uh, composed by our very own Shook Pao. Newer York from the unreleased game Aura, the Protectors of Time. 
<laughs> very, very, very debugging. Very cool. And uh, yeah, like I said, this didn't didn't quite make my list. Uh, I've listened to this several times since our episode because it's still my my favorite thing, pretty much that you've ever done. I think to a lesser extent. It suffers a little bit from the same thing that my track, uh, Thunder Elemental, suffers from, in that I don't know if it... It feels like there's, like, a section that's not in this track that you might need to, like, need to add, like, a B section or something to give it a little more variety. Um, I was actually listening to it today as I was narrowing down my list. This feels like it would be the equivalent of, like, a Skyrunner theme. It almost feels like maybe the music that would play while you're going back in, or into the future, like while you're time traveling. Well, yeah, it is a track that takes, it's in the future, so. Right. Yeah. Like, I was thinking of it more almost like a four-side type setting, um, but it feels more like a, like a traveling theme, like like the Epoch or the uh, yeah. Skyrunner. I did model it after Cyber City from, um, from Deltarune. Okay. Well, more more after a cyber's world. So, what uh, what is it about this track that um that you think you like so much? Uh, you, you deserve to be proud of this track. So, yeah. why are you proud of it? Um, I like the instrumentation a lot. It it definitely feels like a like you know a really the saxophone is good. The trumpets the trumpets great. It. it Feel better with like a better quality trumpet. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it would definitely benefit from real instruments. Um, we'll we'll have to work on that. But yeah. um, I really think you nailed the uh, the feel that you're going for with yeah. this one. So very cool stuff. Well, um, let's go ahead and get to my next track. I kind of teased it a second ago. This one. I'm not going in any particular order, but I kind of like that that you are to add some variety. But this one definitely has to make my list tonight. It is one of our very favorite things that I discovered this year. And I haven't been doing this, but our play-in, Studiopolis, is from episode 3-1, which was level 3. That one was really fun and really really interesting to to research. (laughs) Uh, At one point I had like a whole just crap ton of Sonic tracks. This is the one that survived all of them, so... uh, Top Gear, as I mentioned, is from 3-8, and of course, New York is from bonus episode 9, Our Compositions. This next one is also from the level 3 uh, episode, and man, I just, I love it. It's kind of long, um, and I'm going to let the whole thing play. I just love the instrumentation in this and all the different places where it goes. This track was originally from Toho 13, The Ten Desires. Uh, and it was reused in the Toho, Toho fan game, Ikusan! This was composed originally by Zoon and arranged for Ikusan by Eru. And Eru titled this track, Let's Live in a Lovely Cemetery.
right, that was Let's Live in a Lovely Cemetery from Ikusan. <laughs> that was from episode 3-1, all about level 3. Yeah. What did you think of that, Shukapal? That was very good music. <laughs> uh, you asked why I thought you would recognize that. I just, the, that, that flute in the opening is just, and that riff, the do 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 it's just such a memorable melody to me. Like, I I don't know. I couldn't get this song out of my head all year. It just kept coming back, which is one, the main reason that it's on the show tonight. So, I don't know. I guess I just thought it would stick with you. Apparently not as much, but glad you still enjoyed it. I just love that that guitar solo toward the end. Oh, it's just so good. I'm, obviously, I'm a sucker for guitar solos because that's why yeah. I put Sparkling Scorpio, or yeah. why I love Sparkling Scorpio so much last year. I think you actually picked it, but... yeah. Oh man, that's so good. That's so good. That's still, I think, so far, that's still my like track of the show, like my favorite one that we've found, just in the course of doing this. So good, so good. Well, uh, what is your number nine, Shukapa? I'm guessing since you didn't recognize that, that it wasn't on your list. (laughs) Yeah. Um. What the heck? Where? Why did it? Why didn't that? Well. Did your list disappear? No, it just... I rearranged it a little bit, and it reset somehow, but like... Uh-oh. Uh, not in the, um... Not in this, I guess. Alright, so... Uh, let's see. My number nine is from a game I did not expect to... Like, to have such good music, and that I didn't expect to... Like... I don't know, like, it's just, it's such an unexpected game. This is Polargeist from Geometry Dash. That was Polargeist from Geometry Dash. 
And if it's not uh, apparent so far, we're not going to be saying all the stuff about each track. Uh, it'll be in the show notes, and we already said it this year, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was also surprised by this when you when you brought it way back, once again, in episode 3-1. We apparently started the season 3 really strong, because <laughs> this is our third from that episode so far. Uh, yeah, what do you think it is about this track that... Um, landed it at number nine on your list i feel like geometry dash okay so i started playing geometry dash a little while back like a few days ago i mean mm-hmm. when i got my phone for christmas and downloaded it because like you know it's a fun game uh what i did not expect was that i am actually like weirdly good at geometry dash hmm. like I'm on level, what, six now? It's only been, like, three or four days. Yeah, I'm not great at it. I played it on Dusk's phone. Anybody who doesn't know, it is free. Uh, you can try it out. Geometry Dash White's free. Uh, the whole game costs money, but I don't really know the difference yet. Uh, you, so it's an endless runner type game, and you tap the screen to make your little block guy jump, mm-hmm. or in the second part of each area to make it go up, because you're kind of flying like horizontally, yeah. uh, like a horizontal shooter with no shooting. Um, and basically you're just trying to avoid walls and spikes. So, But it's really fun. It's a cool little game, and this is a cool little track. Yeah. Very nice. Alright, well let us keep moving. Let us. <laughs> We're going to go to another platforming game, although not an endless runner. And uh, this one I've never played before, but I think I would enjoy it because I enjoy the property that it is based on. I played this on maybe my favorite episode that you weren't on of this whole year because I recorded it at Prof Jeff's apartment. And it was a lot of fun. This was the episode about uh, superhero video games. And it also happens to have been composed by one of my favorite composers, Jay Kaufman, who definitely deserves a spot on any end-of-year list in a year in which he's played. (laughs) This is the boss music for the Gorilla Grodd boss fight from Batman The Brave and the Bold, the video game.
That was the Gorilla Grodd boss fight from Batman The Brave and the Bold, the video game. Yeah. This one's so good. Yep. You're actually one of the reasons that I included this on the list when I went to visit Prop Jeff. I played several different tracks for you, and uh, you agreed that this one definitely deserved a spot on the playlist. Yep. And then you said uh, you also remember that I played this for you one time when I was taking you to work at Subway. Yep. Yeah. Man, that was a long and fruitful work experience, wasn't it? Uh, very, very. <laughs> Not like I'm about to start YouTube soon. <laughs> And it's been a crazy year. Not a bad one, all in all, but definitely crazy. Lots of ups and downs. Speaking of ups and downs, since we last recorded, we also went to Six Flags. Oh, yeah. And you had a couple of firsts. Uh, you rode the Texas Giant for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you thought that was really cool. You used a word that I'm not going to let you use on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you also rode the Shockwave, which was your first roller coaster with loops. Well, besides the Batman, but that's different. Yeah, yeah. Different. Hey, the Batman, I just brought it back, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If you were having a rough year, because 2021 was rough on a lot of people, Batman the Brave and the Bold is a show that uh, I think it'll definitely give you a little bit of joy. It's just a very, very chill show compared to other Batman shows. It's, it's got a little bit of that old school Batman humor injected into it from before he got all grim and gritty and dark in the 90s. And it's just, uh, it's a really fun show. It's, kind of, it's a team-up show. And uh, Grodd is actually usually a Flash villain. But uh, in, in this show, everyone kind of becomes Batman's villain because Batman teams up with everyone. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, if you have HBO Max or happen to have some old DVDs, Go check it out. Throw it on. I specifically uh, recommend the Music Meister episode, which I talked about on that episode with Prof. Jeff back in the day. But, Chukapow, I believe this brings us to your number eight. Mm-hmm. So, what are we going to be listening to next? Um, I'm actually kind of surprised myself that I put this so low on the list. But I've got so much good stuff coming up. <laughs> this is number eight, ending theme from Super Mario World.
And that was the ending theme from Super Mario World. Yeah, and we played that one uh, way, way back on uh, well, episode 4-12 with Brental Plus. <laughs> yeah. Just a little less than two weeks, three weeks ago, I guess. No, two weeks as we record this. Yeah. Because that was released the week before Christmas, even though we recorded it back in November. Wow. <laughs> that was such a fun conversation. I uh, remember from editing it that you didn't say very much at all, but... As usual. Yeah. But you enjoyed it? Yep. How many times do you think during the episode did you think to yourself, I'm actually on a live call with Brental Floss and listening to him talk to me right now? I mean, <laughs> it usually, like, usually when I do that stuff, it isn't that surreal for me for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. Do you remember anything about the episode? Uh, I remember him talking about the Mario Sunshine theme. Mm-hmm. What he did with it. Uh, I remember him talking about the sexist Tetris one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the unfortunate video that put him on the map. <laughs> yeah. But Brent was just such a delight to have. And uh, Brent, if you're listening now, thank you again for coming on the show. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a couple of tracks from that one on my short list. Actually, one of Brent's own compositions. The one from... Default Dan? Yeah, the ending credits theme from Default Dan. Yeah, I was... had that one on my list too, but I, uh, I took it off. Because yeah. everything else is so good. It was it was really close. So, um, Brent definitely is, is a talent uh, in and of him, him, himself. So... Brent definitely has a lot of talent, and, uh, I mean, obviously, I have a lot of respect for him, otherwise I wouldn't have asked him on the show, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we've gone from our one of our earliest episodes of the year to our most recent episode, and now I have to decide where we're going to go next, and I think... Yeah, I'm going to kind of switch gears, uh, and I've been playing a lot of sort of upbeat a, a or bombastic tracks. I'm going to go to something a little slower and a little more um, a little more melancholy. This one was really special. The episode that I did with my buddy Lee from The Sound Test was about the famous Commodore 64 composer Ben Daglish, who uh, we tragically lost um, shortly um, uh well, in uh, in 2020, and it was shortly after Lee actually interviewed him for his podcast. And uh, anybody who hasn't gone back and listened to Lee's episode, definitely do so. You can find a link to it in the show notes for the episode Lee was on with me. And um, Ben Daglish had a really, really interesting style, did a lot with the C64 chip, but this is actually from a live performance that he did um, at Underworld 2016, and he played flute on an on a, a public performance of his composition for the load screen music from the Commodore 64 game Wastelands.
right, once again, that was the Loader theme from Wastelands, performed by Ben Daglish with backing by the Fast Loaders at Underworld 2016. And Ben is playing some sort of recorder or Irish whistle in this song, and I absolutely adore that instrument. I associate it with both Irish or Celtic music and also Japanese music, and there's just something about the, the sound of it. It's, it's always sad. But it's sad in almost like a, a celebratory way. It's really weird, but I love that. And what did you think of that, that song, Shukpa? That was very good music. Have you heard this one before? Because um, you weren't on this episode. No, I don't think I have. Yeah. So any, any thoughts about it? Like sound of it, the composition, um, the instrument? Uh, um, not really anything you did. You haven't already said it does feel very like very Irish, very Japanese too. Uh, he was in the midst of his uh, his chemotherapy treatment when when he recorded or when he performed this. And if you watch the video, you can just see the emotion, and he just pours his whole heart into this performance, and it's really touching. I'm proud to be able to include this, and uh, obviously it made made an impact on me. So, Lee, if you're listening, thank you so much for. Uh, bringing this track and this amazing man to my attention and for uh, cheering him with us on the episode that you joined us on. We'll have to have you back sometime in 2022. But yeah, Shukapow, I believe this brings us to your next track. What are we on this time? This is number seven? Uh, yep. Okay. I'm going to be playing a very, I guess just, Really, really good track is all I really noticed. Read this. Um, this is Mechanical Rhythm from Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. <laughs>
And that was Mechanical Rhythm from Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And uh, at first I thought this was from episode 3-2 or 3-3, our two parts feature on RPG battle themes, but no, this one is from episode 3-8 because you brought it to the grab bag episode. And this was before you had even... Well, you still haven't heard this song in-game, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I had heard it by this time. But did you just come across this listening to the soundtrack, you think? Um, or had you heard it while I was playing? I think you played it for me. I don't think I heard it while, uh, while you were playing. Oh, but I, I specifically played it for you, and so yeah, you wanted to... This is so good. It's, it it's the best battle theme in the game. And that's saying really a good. lot, because there are some really, really great battle themes. Yeah. Uh, I almost brought... Oh, it's also in Smash. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. That makes more sense, too. Um, this one was on my list. I don't know if it would have ended up playing tonight, because I have a list of... I have a list of 20. Um, I had both of us make lists of 20, just in case we happen to pick all 10 of the other person's tracks. <laughs> which is unlikely, but, you know, it's there. But I'm kind of going through my list of 20 and deciding which ones I want to play. So, like, the final narrowing down is happening live. And this one was on my list, so that helps me narrow it down. I did have Colony 9 on my list as well. Yeah, me too. But I in replaced the end, it with uh, Overgeist. In the end, I bumped it because I included this one. I didn't want to have two songs from the same game and unless I thought they really, really, really deserved it. And they came close. Colony 9 is amazing, but... Uh, I think I also have another Yoko track on the list that I might play, and so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But, man, this is such a such a great tune, and it happens in such a great area of the game. Oh, I love this game so much. I still need to go back and finish the, uh, the epilogue. <laughs> but where to go from here? Oh yeah, a little update. You finally got past the Zord fight. You yes, I did. You hadn't gotten past it last time we talked. How did yeah. you uh, how'd you end up doing it this time? I uh, used easy mode for that one specific battle. Yeah. I and the rematch where he doesn't spawn a bunch of them and you can actually hit him because he... Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Okay. So now now that, that, that everyone who doesn't want spoilers skip this part. Uh, yeah, he fell into an ether river. Um, wasn't he pushed into it by Sir Old Man Guy and then Ryan saved Mr. Old Man Guy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he, he survives that and he gets on the elevator to the surface you're riding. And so yeah, he, he just, he just like, he tries to, to beat you up and he fails miserably. So then he like Gives you exposition and then falls off the lift. Yeah, and you find out that uh, apparently he was human once. What? Isn't that in the exposition? Maybe I might have missed it. Hmm. I think he hinted at it. Well, if you go back to Colony Nine and you talk to uh, the people there, one of them talks about her father, who was a blacksmith and always carried this huge hammer. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a good game. Uh, this next track that we're going to be listening to is from a pretty fun game. It's not nearly as good as Xenoblade, but 
man, the track is an absolute banger. And it's from an episode that was really hard for me to narrow down. Uh, this was the um, episode about Naoki Kudaka that we recorded with Skeletroid. And um, let me see, if you had to guess one of the games that we featured on that episode, what game do you think I'm going to be picking a track from today? Do you remember any of those tra those games? No. So there's Blaster Master, Batman, Buster's Quest, Tyrannus Silius, Gremlins 2. Uh, Batman. <laughs> that was a really good one. Uh, Streets of Desolation is the only one that we've played twice. <laughs> yeah. But I am going to feature... It was really hard, and if we had played a different Journey to Cilius track, and I might have gone for it, we played level three, which is really, really good, because the whole soundtrack Journey to Cilius is good. Yeah. But instead, I ended up going with a track that I gained a new appreciation for during our conversation. And, man, that was one of my favorite chats this whole year. Skeletroy also just really, really loves Naoki Kodaka, and so it was, it was just great. And it was a lot of fun sharing that with you, because I feel like... Um, if you paid attention, you could have learned a lot about the NES and like implementation and about how the composition worked. And uh, it's one that might bear going back and listening to. We're going to be hearing the office theme from Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. The new batch. Yeah, I remember this one. That was the office theme, or Clamp Enterprises, from Gremlins 2 for the NES. And uh, <laughs> I love this so much. And what excellent use of the NES's sound channels. Like, 
this does not sound like something with only five parts. It's really complex and really, really cool and really, you know, dark and mysterious, but also somehow manages to be fun. What do you think of this one? It's really surprising how they managed to reference a show from like 10 or 15 years in the future in Gremlins 2. Really impressive. What do you mean? The Office. <laughs> so funny. Oh, uh, you're so funny. What do you what do you think about the music besides that it's very good, obviously? Yeah, it's uh I like the uh the little doo 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 doo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this all the music in this game just really it really matches the whole feel of Gremlins as kind of this creepy but also fun and funny a set of movies and we still haven't watched it we should it is christmas time it's a christmas movie so <laughs> i guess actually it's just a movie that happens at christmas but we're not going to get into that debate because christmas is over yeah it's new year's yeah. yeah so i guess we better hurry this up if we're going to finish by midnight so all right well what is your track number six shukra um, the sixth one is actually one I didn't really expect to bring into this list, but it was just so good that, like, you know, I just, I just kind of had to. So this is Activate Burning Phase from Inazuma 11. Activate Burning Phase from Inazuma 11. Yasunori Mitsuda. Oh man. That's it's such it's such a good track because like just the melody and the instrumentation. Like those strengths in like the B section, the do 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 Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes up and it's the long notes and it's just it's it's so good. I can't believe that this was this is music from a DS. <laughs> oh my god. Like 
What Mitsuda was able to get out of the hardware is really impressive. I'm really glad you brought a Mitsuda theme. Um, for whatever reason, that episode hasn't been as popular as a lot of our other episodes this season. But uh, I really think everybody should go back and listen to it. It was a really, really good one. Fitting way to open up our composer showcase from this fall because Mitsuda is just one of both of our favorite composers. I think he's. I think it's safe to say he's in both of our top three. So um, really good stuff. And yeah, this one was not expected find for me, but I really enjoyed it. I have a Mitsuda track that I'm not sure I'm going to get to, so we'll wait until the honorable mentions, and just in case I, I do end up playing it. It's a real, real classic, not not kind of a dark horse like this one, but really good stuff. And yeah, great choice. I think that I'm going to... Hmm. It's so hard. Keep narrowing it down. Okay. I'm just going to make a decision because I've got two tracks here by another one of my favorite composers. And I think I'm going to go with this one. Because it's a different style than pretty much anything else we've played. And I really love all the music from this series and I discovered it because of the episode I did with Brian from BG Mania about Yuzo Koshiro. So we are going to listen to a song from Maximum Tune, which is a, I believe, a Bandai Namco racing game series. Yo, Namco. And this track is called Driver's Delight.
That was Driver's Delight from Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune, composed by the inevitable Yuzo Koshiro, yeah. who follows us on Twitter now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's oh, a thing also, that happened in 2021. Also, uh, might I add that Sunsoft added, like, not added. Uh, Sunsoft oh, yeah. liked a tweet that Skeltry made saying, uh, hey, I, if, 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 if you guys redo Journey to Silius, let me do the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, man. How awesome would it be? Just, I mean, for Troy, of course, but how yeah. awesome would it be if our theme song guy was on that Journey to Silius remake? Man. man. Troy, I uh, hope it works out, man. That would be so awesome. Speaking of awesome, what did you think of this track? Because you weren't on this episode. Yeah, this was a really cool track. It had a really nice loop. Yeah, and uh, this, so this genre is, I believe you would call this Eurodance, uh, or Eurobeat, rather. And um, we talked on that episode about how Koshiro got into Eurobeats, and a couple of his, um, he's, got, he's got some different tracks that are like this. I almost went with one from a game called Misty Blue, but this one just sounded a little bit better overall. And uh, it's amazing how many different genres Koshiro is, is good at, you know. Yeah. Like, like a lot of the other ones we uh, focused on, um, Shimamura and Mitsuda and Kirk Hope, they, they really are able to move around in different areas and, and be really great. So, uh, yeah, speaking of really great, let's get on with this very best of 2021. Yeah. What is your number five? Num- yeah, number five. As we officially pass the halfway mark. Yep. Uh, this is probably going to be a pretty long episode. Wow. Uh, all right. For number five, I have a track that we played back in, what was it? Uh, again, the, the cat episode season. Oh yeah, that was three dash five. Yeah. Uh, three. Yeah. Three dash five. That's why. Um, yeah, I have Mount Magmeow from Bowser's Geary. <laughs>
was Mount Magneo theme from Bowser's Fury. Man, the trombone section. <laughs> Especially that lead trombone player. Wow. This is a really good track. I don't know if I've gotten to this area yet. I recently started playing this game. I 100% of this game, actually. It's pretty short, maybe like four hours. Yeah, it's fun. Fun. I was going a little slower because uh, the littles were watching me, and so I was letting them pick like where I went. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is really cool. This was your uh, your sole contribution to this episode. Yep. And there were quite a few of these tracks from uh, 3-5 that were on my short list. Um, uh, Theo from Bright Paw was on my list. Another Jay Kaufman track, The Legend of K, uh, Hair Tree, was on this playlist. Just some really good stuff. There was some um, Kyoto Ninden Tianda or uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. And there was a um, Battle Cats and Power Pro Baseball collaboration track. And anything from the Power Pro series is just, just friggin' fantastic. One kind of a dark horse that almost made it was the Mystic theme from Cattails. Oh, yeah. Which that one and the love theme, or the nostalgia theme, rather, and then the love theme, which we played on our, our love bonus episode. All three of those are really good. Cattails has some has some really nice music in it. Yeah, so does Catlandia. Um, I cut Offred Nice, but it was on my list at one point. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, this one... Really good. Stuff. I mean, it's Mario. Like <laughs> Mario's on our, our, our your playlist specifically uh, twice tonight, and uh, it's hard to go wrong with Mario music. I think this one was Nagamox here, but I'm not sure. Composer slash arranger. Uh, yeah, just list all the ones for the game. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have on the track list too. But you know, time will tell, I suppose. But man. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of Mario composers, I don't think I told you yet, but since we didn't get to do an Uematsu episode uh, for Christmas, I think I'm just going to do an Uematsu showcase at some point next season, and we'll just play a bunch of Uematsu tracks. And um, let me see some other stuff we got coming up. I was thinking for um, like to, to lead in season five, we would finally do part two of the Five Finger Fanfare. Thought that might be a cool first episode of the season. Yeah, I've been saving up the tracks. And then, of course, we'll have our winter tracks episode, which we uh, we didn't play a full-on winter episode because we were focusing on composers this season. But uh, we'll do one while it's still winter. <laughs> and we also have a, a crossover coming up that you um, you weren't aware of because I just finalized it the last couple of weeks. There's a podcast I'm going to plug real quick called The Literate Pixel, where these two friends that uh, actually one of whom was part of the VGM podcast community um, and has been for a while, uh, originally back with the VGM jukebox. But The Literate Pixel is a podcast about books based on video games. And it's a really cool show. Uh, I'm actually going to be on it talking about the first game in a series of novels based on Doom, like the old Doom. Oh, wow. The one that takes place in 2022. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm scared. And uh, then we're going... Oh, yeah, that's interesting. We should totally talk about that, if I remember. And then... um, Do a Doom showcase. And then the guys from uh, Literate Pixel are going to be joining us to talk about some music from some of the games that they have talked about books based on. So... That's going to be fun. I think that might be our January bonus episode, if I can I can get it out in time. But, right now, we are here to talk about the best of 2021. 
And my next track of the playlist is actually from Catlandia, Crisis at Fort Pauperant, <laughs> which is from our first composer showcase this year, which wasn't even in our composer season. <laughs> when we talked to Ryan Steele, who composed the game, and I'm going to be bringing a track. It was really hard. Um, what was the one that you said was on your list? Um, or, and then you bumped Catlandia? it. Yeah. Uh, Operant Nights. Operant Nights. Um, for me, it was between Bites and Scratches and the track that we're going to be playing, which is A Spark in the Air. Oh, yeah. That was A Spark in the Air from Catlandia, Crisis at Fort Pawprints, composed by Ryan Steele, and featured in the episode where we interviewed Ryan about this game. You played this game for a little bit, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite yeah. like the uh, intro section. It's fun. still on the computer. It's yeah. a nice little RPG. Harder than it looks at first. <laughs> but man, this soundtrack was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously you had... Uh, three tracks on your list that were eventually bumped and uh this one made it onto uh, my playlist mostly because you you mentioned it and it was on in my top 20 so 
But this was cool stuff, and this whole soundtrack is really a lot of fun, uh, but I would definitely encourage everybody to go back and listen to the tracks that, that Ryan chose to feature for the episode. It was really good stuff. Anything uh, in particular that you remember about the game or the soundtrack you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, I do like the animation style of the game. It's sort of like sort of like Bug Fables, except not really paper-centric. But yeah, like, it's got that... Like arts not doesn't have the same art and craft feel. It's sort of cartoony. Yeah, cartoony, like simple 2D drawing, but really emotive and really cool. Yeah. I encourage everybody to go check out the game and the soundtrack. You can purchase them both online. And uh, if you buy the soundtrack from Bandcamp, Ryan gets more of the money. So go yeah. do that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're uh, coming... You know how you can give us money... You can go support us on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash VGMVGM. That's right. <laughs> Good plug, Shuka Pal. I've trained yeah. you well. All right. I'm a YouTuber in training. <laughs> As we get deeper into the back half, I believe we're moving on now. Are we in your top three at this point? Uh, top four. Top four. Okay. What is your number four? All right. <laughs> so I've got a pretty classic track here. This is um spoiler. We have title theme from Mega Man 3. Mega Man 3 title theme, and it's oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, when I said that uh, Brent brought some really classic tracks that we hadn't featured before, and then this one that we have featured before, um, yeah, it's uh, I wasn't expecting you to pull quite so many, I guess two, um, but some really good stuff, gotta gotta say, and uh, this is now the third time that this track has been featured on the show. Because I don't think that you brought it last year to the uh, end of year. <laughs> also, yes, since you were just alluding, one of Brent's best li with lyrics. Alright, if you are in Japan. Also known as Rockman. A mega buster can cut the mustard. I am flustered, as you see. Pow pow. Okay, no. <laughs> oh man, so good. Mega man. Mega man indeed. And, uh, yeah, earlier you mentioned 
What did you mention that made me think of this? I don't know what we were talking about. But you referenced something that made me, uh... I don't know. There was something that happened earlier that made me think of this track. And now, I think I'm gonna go ahead and play it, because I think it matches up pretty well with uh, Mega Man 3. Now, there is a chance you've got this on your list, but not as much of a chance as maybe one or another of uh, the tracks that, that are coming. So, But, you know, if we don't get to those, there's always honorable mention. Um, I'm going to be moving on to a track by Toby Fox and Lena Rain and uh, also Marcy Neighbors. And we featured this in our track about three young and up-and-coming composers. Lena Rain, Toby Fox, and also uh, Bug Fables guy. What's his name? Tristan Ulrich. Yeah, Tristan Ulrich. And this one really, really stuck out to me. Uh, this is from, of course, Delta Rune Chapter 2. And we're going to be listening to Attack of the Killer Queen. Attack of the Killer Queen from Deltarune Chapter 2. <laughs> Indeed it was. Man, if I had remembered we played this, I totally, it would totally be on my top 10. <laughs> so did you not go back to the Toby and Lena and Tristan I episode? I did, but I don't think I saw it. I, <laughs> I saw Hip Shop and Cyber's World. Oh, that's why. I only wanted to bring two from each game on each episode. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so you just stopped after that. Wow. Okay. All right. So, um, well, we still have three more tracks. Uh, I guess we'll find out if there's any more Delta Rune to be had. But 
let's just go ahead and, um, well, you know what? No, I want to stop real quick. This was a really cool episode, and, um, man, Toby Fox. Just Toby, Toby Fox. Fox. Just Toby such, Fox. Such a great composer. Lena Rain as well, as we heard on this episode, and it was really cool, the story that she basically helped Toby finish this soundtrack because... Uh, he was having so much trouble with his hands uh, during the composition of it and um, she's just a really cool really cool collaboration and I think you hear some of her some of her signature synthiness on top of Toby's just masterful composition in the soundtrack and good stuff very good stuff very good music because everything we play is what Chukavao? very good music that one was a little heavy handed but that's okay so now we are in your top three. What is your third favorite track as of tonight from this year? This is actually from a game that we haven't played from in a while, actually. I'm very surprised by it because I absolutely adore this game. I am usually not one for like long RPGs, but this series and like Final Fantasy, like Man. The game I'm talking about is Tales of Symphonia. Man, you're going all the way back to like early early season three on this one. Yep. Lloyd Irving for Smash. Lloyd Irving for Smash, indeed. Go follow Shukapout, support. <laughs> yes, on flat.io. Lloyd Irving for Smash, which I will not change ever, apparently. And let me see. I believe it was this year in either 3-2 or 3-3 that we played... Fatal Lines? Is that uh, what we're going to be listening to? Yes. Yes, it is.
that was Fatalize from Tales of Symphonia. And I really hope that when Void gets into Smash 6, he he's going to be base roster in Smash 6. I'm calling it right now. Feel free to quote me on that, because it's going to happen. And I really hope that Fatalize is included with the Tales music. <laughs> it would be really weird for it not to be. Yeah. Especially if Lloyd is the Tales character that's brought over, which I mean, I assume he has play to only be. like three times in the whole game, but like it's still really good. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, an obstacle in our path is in uh, in Shulk's music, so oh, and, yeah. and it doesn't play as often as some of the other ones. So, but good stuff, man. Otoi Sakuraba definitely knows his business. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't end up doing a Sakuraba um, episode, but I don't know. Uh, maybe next time. <laughs> and this is really good, though. And uh, that five-finger fanfare at the beginning, of course, really good. Yeah. Um, on the record, I'm forbidding you to play that on five-finger fanfare part two because it's happening very soon, <laughs> like within a month and a half. Spoiler? So, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But it's okay. I think we have more than enough to have a, a part three and probably a part four. So, Speaking of five-finger fanfare, quick shout-out. Uh, the Super Marcano Bros are fast approaching their 500th episode. Super Marcano Bros are fast approaching. Run. <laughs> They're fast approaching their 500th episode. 500, Chukapow. They've been doing this for 10 years. They've been doing this show since Will was your age. So many 10-year anniversaries in the past two years. But this is the only one that I know of for a podcast. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff. And um, maybe I'll just maybe I'll dedicate the uh, Five Finger Fanfare Part 2 to them because they're going to be taking a bit of a break after episode 500. I think they've earned it. They're just about the most regular podcast that... Uh, Especially in the VGM scene, um, right up there with Rhythm and Pixels, who recently celebrated their 300th episode. They've been doing this for a while too. Oh, wow. So, you think we're gonna make it to 300 or 500? Um, probably 300, maybe 400. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Uh, we're gonna be coming up on our our hundredth sometime in 2022. We'll have to um, plan something for that. But what I'm planning next I is. Oof, I don't know, but uh, right now I'm looking at five tracks, and I only get to play two of them, and I don't know how I'm gonna pick. Man, uh, okay. To be you. I gotta ask: Do you have "Together with Shauna" on your list? Nope. Did you bring it? The real illustrated one? Yeah, it's on my short list. But uh, let me see. That was in our Rivals episode, right? Yep, Rivals 2. I have another slow and thoughtful piece of music. Together with Shauna was on my list. I think I removed it on the second listen through. Yeah, I have another one I'm going to go with instead because this other one is just, oh, it's so good. And there's actually another track from this series on my list. Um, in the uh, same episode, um, episode... 3-2 Part 2, because <laughs> we split up our RPG Battle Theme episode because we had so many. And that was back when we were doing 14 tracks per episode. 
<laughs> but that's where we played Fatalize. We also played the battle theme from Grandia 2, uh, composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. But back on bonus episode 5, which we recorded around Valentine's Day with Dusk, we played another track from the Grandia series. This one was from Grandia 1. This was also composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. And sometimes it's called the love theme, but the official name of the track is The Sandy Beach of Gumbo. That was The Sandy Beach of Gumbo from Grandia, composed by another just master that we, for some reason, didn't do a focus on, Noriyuki Iwadare. We definitely have to come back to uh, Iwadare-san sometime. Ah, Shukapau, words about that track. Yes. <laughs> Man, that, that was a beautiful piece of music. And so simple, like it's just piano and violin. 
but man, how evocative! Like, and we actually I let this one play longer than we did on on the love themes episode. I went ahead and played the full full length since we're letting the music breathe in this episode. But ah, uh, I'm so glad that I didn't bump that one. I came close a couple of times tonight, but oh, this. There was some really, really great stuff we played this year, but this is a contender for track of the year for me. This, I could listen to this for so long. Like, I could just put this on loop and have it in the background. I even think your mom would like this song. <laughs> like, it's just so, so damn pretty. <laughs> like, it's so good. Hey, your ball is evolving. No, it, it, the ball hatched. Oh, the, the ball, ball hatched? Baby ball. Aww. Baby ball. Are, are Voltorb eggs spherical or elliptical? Elliptical. Oh, that's weird. Every egg in this game is elliptical. I don't... I think they added unique eggs in Go. I think that's the only game they did it in. Huh. I don't really care that much. I was yeah, just making a joke. <laughs> uh, I care that you care about Pokemon, but I don't really care about Pokemon eggs. But, uh, I do care to know what your second yes your number two number two your penultimate track among on this very best of 2021 i don't know if i have a magic card uh all right so that actually is that actually does relate to my next track because next up i have watery graves from plants versus zombies how does that oh magic harp got it yeah
That was Watery Graves from Plants vs. Zombies. Um, I got Plants vs. Zombies on my phone, too. Uh, I have it on the computer, but I feel like it's a slightly better mobile game than a, uh, than a, like, PC game. On mobile, it's, like, it's slightly more, you know, like, you know, mobile-y. <laughs> like, there's, there's, like, one microtransaction, and some of the minigames are locked behind, like, a lot of coins. But that's pretty much all. I feel like with the controls, it would be easier to control a game like Plants vs. Zombies with your finger and a touchscreen than it is with a mouse. Mm, it's. I feel like it's better with a mouse. Like, it's alright with a touchscreen, but I've ended up misplacing, like, a few plants. Oh yeah, I guess accuracy only. would be better. But I feel like you could be faster with your finger in most yeah. cases. I'm but. pretty fast with a mouse. I've been playing Minecraft for, like, five, <laughs> six years at this point. Yeah. So, you, um... But you still think it's better on mobile than on PC? Uh, yeah, because, uh, Plants vs. Zombies isn't really a game that you want to sit down and play. It's just like, oh, I'm just sort of bored right now, I'm gonna take out my phone, play a couple levels of Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. It's funny, because you and Dusk used to dunk on mobile games a little yeah. bit, but... They're, the uh, classics, Plants vs. Zombies, Angry Birds, Cut the Rope, uh, Geometry Dash, stuff like that, yeah. Those are good mobile games. <laughs> Nowadays, a lot of mobile games are just like kind of cash grabby. Also, this beetle looks like it's made of gold and it's here. Kakuna, it's Kakuna. That's not a weedle. Come on, you named it weedle. It's a weedle inside of a case. <laughs> actually, that's uh, before Gen Five. Pokemon names were actually in all caps. Well, we um, we don't have a lot of time to uh, get sidetracked because this is going to be our our long. Um, break because it's time to uh, list our honorable mentions because oh yeah that was your uh, number two track which means we're fast approaching number one and man my number one i think i finally narrowed it down just because it's got kind of a different feel than a lot of what we've played it's really really fun i love it it's based on one of my favorite characters but we'll get to it in just a minute Let's just go ahead and go down in order. We each played, I think, one track from the other's list, because I played Studiopolis, and you played Mechanical Rhythm. Yeah. So you should have nine other tracks that did not get played. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so do I. So why don't we go in order? I started the regular list, so you could start the honorable mention list. List um, your first of the other tracks, and then I'll list mine, and we'll go back and forth. All right. So mine is Colony 9 Day from Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> Definitive Edition. Right, mine is Inferno from Season 2 of Killer Instinct. Oh, that one was great. Oh, that was so close to being my last one. Yeah. Um, mine, my next one is uh, Megalomania from Five Alive. That one was really close to being on my list as well. You had two Yoko really? tracks that almost made it. Yep. My next one is Fight from Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning uh, by Grant Kirkhope. Sure it's not Reckoning? <laughs> uh, Reckoning 2, the Reckoning. That's never going to get old. Uh, my <laughs> next one was Outset Island from Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. When did we play that? I'm not sure, but I, I feel like it was early season 3. It must have been, but... Man, 
I don't know. It's a really good track, though. Yeah. Okay, uh, my next one is together with Shauna, reorchestrated from Pokemon X and Y. Awesomes. Awesomes. Hi, Dusk. Hi. We're listing our honorable mentions for the year. Honorable oh, am mentions. I, am I an honorable, honorable mentions? You're an honorable, honorable, uh, honorable mentions. Do you have a favorite track that you remember us playing this year? Mm, I liked... Uh... You know what? Hold that thought, and when we finish our honorable mentions, we'll play your track. Oh, yay, cool. <laughs> okay. All right, what's your next one, Shukapal? Uh My next one was A Cyber's World from Delta and Chapter 2. Ooh... Very good stuff, very good stuff. My next one, actually not from a game, but it might be someday. It's One Shot Jones from Volts Supreme's Western Music Remix. Uh, Volts was featured in our Patreon episode during our Composer Focus season. Skeletroid joined me on that one. It's a really cool tune. Uh, oh, and before I forget to mention, we will have a playlist both of this episode's tracks and also of the 18 honorable mention tracks. So, All right, what's your next one, Chupacab? My next one was Red Wings from Final Fantasy IV, which I really wanted to bring but didn't have enough room for. Ah, uh, really good stuff. Uh, it wasn't in my top 20, but Sid's theme, Sid's theme from Final Fantasy VII was on my list, and Terra's theme uh, from Final Fantasy VI. I hate Sid, love theme, Red Wings, and boss battle. Really, really good stuff. My next one is um, High Score from the unreleased Green Lantern game for the SNES. Really chill and synthy stuff. That one came really close to being played. Yours? Um, Fantasy Meadows from Kirby Air Ride, which I'm really glad that we didn't play because now I can play it on Five Finger Fanfare 2. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's also very, very good stuff. Okay. My next one is Clock Tower Stage, featured in the Carlos vs. Daryl Marvel vs. Capcom two-parter. Uh, this was from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. All right. I am now the proud owner of a bee drill. Ooh, B-Drill. What's your next uh, honorable mention? Mind of a Thief from Mother 3. Shout out to RJ. You better be listening to this loser. I came really close to having Adolescence on my list from Mother 3. That was a really great episode. Props to Shogo Sakai. Uh, my next one, though, is also really close to being played. If I hadn't played uh, Driver's Delight, I would have played um, The One Called from Beyond from Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth by Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah, my next one is another Shogo Sakai, Piggy Enemy from Kirby Mass Attack. That's all, folks. Porky Piggy Enemy. My next one, as I mentioned a second ago, was the battle theme from Grandia 2 by Noriyuki Iwadari. Really, really jazzy battle theme. Good stuff. Right? Your last runner-up, or honorable mention? Yep, it's Gobi's Valley from Banjo-Kazooie. I really wish Ooh. that I could have played some Kirkhope stuff on this. Yeah, me too. Both of us had a Kirkhope thing on our short list. But... Okay, my final honorable mention is Time's Scar from Chrono Cross. Ah, yeah. So good. Very, very good stuff. You played a Mitsuda song, so I got to, to bump it and play something else. <laughs> All right, Dusk. What track do you want us to play from the podcast this year? You you should play um, uh, It's Writing Somewhere Else from Undertale. All right. Can we play that this year? Yes. Let's take a look and let's get into it. Was on, oh, was on the Toby Fox one? Uh, I don't remember, but I know he played it. Okay. 
Okay, so Dusk, we actually played It's Raining somewhere else last year on the Toby Fox episode. Yeah. So, so what's a, that can be our honorable mention from last year. <laughs> what do you want to play from this year? Um, the, the World Revolving from Deltarune. All right, featured in episode 4-5, oh, which you joined us one. for. All right, our second Deltarune track for the evening. Let's listen to The World Revolving. from Deltarune, chosen by Dusk for our end of year episode. And now, without further ado, we will jump into my last track of the night. Once again, my tracks were in no particular order, but this one is one of just just my favorite. Uh, I believe that Carlos brought this one uh, in the first round of our Marvel vs. Capcom battle. This is Gambit's theme from X-Men versus Street Fighter.
That was Gambit's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And, uh, yeah, Carlos brought that. That was his first round pick from part one of Marvel vs. Capcom, our uh, two-part showdown episode, uh, featuring Carlos, one of our patrons, and the host of Heroes 3, Adventures in Asian Cinema, along with his co-hosts, Marty and Matthew. And also featuring Daryl Bowers, commissioner of the VGM Ooh. Fight Club, also known as The Last Regan. Pokemon, Hard Gold, and Soul Silver aficionado. Yes. Yeah, you said earlier while we were off the record that you'll have to admit to him that uh, Hard Gold and Soul Silver are actually pretty fun games. Yeah. <laughs> but man, this track is a pretty fun track, too. <laughs> really good stuff. I'm glad we got to. I got to end my list on just a really high upbeat notes this is just a really cool track which totally fits the, the character of gambit definitely yeah all right Chukapow, it is that time what is your number one pick from the podcast for 2021 man all right our i think final track of the evening right except for our play out which i'll reveal in just a minute yeah yeah so i am gonna be playing from Bug Fables. I wondered if you'd be bringing something. Make your prediction now. What's it going to be? It's going to be Spooter's theme. Nope, it's Mothava's Grandstand. <laughs> We've got to talk about that when we come back. Man, such a good track.
All right, that was Mothava's Grandstand from Bug Fables. Really great track. Uh, was not featured in our Tristan Ulrich episode. This is actually the first thing we ever played from this game, and yep. it was recommended to us by listener Patchpen way back on the Rivals, Rogues, and Frenemies Part 2 episode. Yeah. So, very cool. Good stuff. Uh, this was before I'd even played Bug Fables. So, yeah. Yeah, talk a little about why you, uh, why you picked this one. Um... I recently, pretty recently, got to this part in the game where, like, you are, spoiler alert, real quick, um, <laughs> you're in the Termite City and you gotta, like, you gotta get this boat to get to this place called Rubber Prison, mm-hmm. where, uh, you, hmm, not sure what you do there, but... Like, the uh, the Wasp King is trying to get there and do some really bad stuff. Like, he's trying to get the Everlasting Sapling, which is, you know, in the title of the game and makes you, like, a god or something. Uh, so, yeah. It's it's sort of... Nah, I'll, I'll leave that for later. Um, but, yeah. So, you got to prove to the termites that you're worthy so you can get the submarine and go to rubber prison <laughs> and it's because because the termites don't like the ants very much because ever since uh queen alexander ii um ever since she became queen she was like worse at negotiating than her mom so they <laughs> lost their alliance with the termites so the termites don't like the ants very much and they got to get the submarine to go to the prison, so they got to prove their worthiness in this big coliseum like battle thing. I forgot the word. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. A tournament. Yeah, a tournament. So yeah, that's so, where you fight Mothaba, and that's where this place. So why this track over the other Bug Fables tracks? It's. It's just so good, and in the moment, it's such, like, a big, grand, emotional track. It's called Mothava's Grandstand for a reason, because, like, she's been the number two explorer to Team Snakemouth pretty much this entire game. Team Snakemouth is the yeah, you're... Kabu, Vi, mm-hmm. Ka- Kabu V and Leaf. Your player character's team. Yeah. yeah. So she's been, like in your shadow the whole game and she's finally deciding to you know make a grand stand and sort of like you know try and like be better than you yeah i've heard that she has like a wasp sidekick who's a pretty cool character yeah his name's zosp mm-hmm. he's kind of like he's he's like black and red i think I got the uh, the notion that he was like a brooding anti-hero type. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Gotcha. He doesn't have a gun, though. <laughs> well, uh, this yeah. was a fitting, I think, final track for the episode. And man, uh, what good music. Like, this was all 
Honestly, it was very good music, and hopefully, listeners, you have all enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to forego all the usual stuff, um, how to find us and everything. If if you're listening to this, chances are you've listened to these episodes already, so um, if not, go back and check them out. Don't forget to check out the playlist if you would like to revisit these tunes, and definitely check out the runner-up playlist, because uh, honestly, I'm looking at this list now, and there's some stuff that maybe should have been on this episode. So, of course, we've already plugged a lot of stuff. We already have. We've talked about the Patreon. We've talked about your thing. Uh, one thing I will say is follow me on Twitter because I am at Twitter at Shukamal because I'm posting updates about my YouTube channel and stuff. So uh, if you follow, you can know when to uh, you know when to subscribe when the channel started up. Yeah, be on the lookout for that, hopefully sometime in January. And uh, you can also find us uh, on Twitter at BGMPod. That's where I post. And um, hopefully, pretty soon, after we get eight more subscribers on YouTube, you can find us at YouTube slash VGMVGM. Otherwise, for now, you still have to search Very Good Music VGM or a very good music podcast and you'll find us but thank you all so much for listening uh we hope that you all have a great 2022 um can't be much worse than the last couple of years have been but uh you know what let's let's just see what happens but regardless we'll all be in this together so chukapow i'm looking forward to another great year of the podcast with you all right well our playout track is also just going to lead right into the blooper reel and I, uh, I had to play this. It's kind of cheating, but this is one of my favorite VGM tracks of all time. It's one of the earliest tracks we played this year. We actually played this on part one of our two-parter with Skeletroy, episode 2-12, Mega Man X versus Mega Man X 3. And this track, I think, is a great send-off for the year. Really um, upbeat, really hopeful, and just a really fun, chill little track. As we play out, you're going to be listening to the Password theme from Mega Man X. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be taking a bit of a break in January. Um, we may have one bonus episode drop, but uh, until then... I guess all that's left to say is New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music. Those are my New Year's resolutions. You know what? I think those are so good. Let's just, uh, let's, let's say them together like we usually do. One of my New Year's resolutions is to be very good people. I think that's a good idea. Multiple very good people. Let's, uh, let's start a new thing. You say the first part. Until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music.
so basically, Cradilly is um, in Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Not Emerald. In Ruby and Sapphire, the champion Steven has a Cradilly, and it's really annoying. Its moveset. Uh, let me see this thing. Yeah, let me. Whoa! Ah, I remember what that looked like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a new Pokemon Snap. It's in one of the underwater areas. Yeah. Um, that would be enough for me to not like it. Yeah. <laughs> Omega Ruby. That's Omega Ruby now. Wrong game. Um, but yeah. Uh, Steven Stone has Cradle. It's a, it's a grass rock type, which I think gives it uh, quite a few resistances. Um, uh... Unite get this part. So yeah. In this in green there. Even Cradilly International Okay. I think it has its moveset in Ruby and Sapphire is Ancient Power, which has a ten percent chance to boost all of the user's stats. More like fifty percent for this Cradilly. Um Confuse Ray which is a 100% accurate move that causes confusion, which is a 1-3 chance for your Pokémon to lose its turn and do damage to itself instead. Sludge Bomb, which is just a strong poison move, and Giga Drain, which is a strong grass move that heals the user. That sounds OP. Yeah, and to make it even worse, Cradilly is a super bulky Pokémon. Its highest stat is with HP, I'm pretty sure, and it has high defense and special defense. Pretty higher, higher special defense, I think, but this one has a minus special defense nature. But is it worse than the infamous Mill Tank? Um, probably just because it has, like, it's. I feel like it's more annoying. <laughs> Whitney's Mill Tank is probably a little stronger offensively, but this Cradilly, seeing how it's one of the champions' Pokemon, and this champion is like really powerful as it is. Yeah, it's just... I don't like Cradilly. But well, anyway... As much as uh, this kind of content is really good practice for you and your uh, impending YouTube channel, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk about Nightmares anymore because we're celebrating. It's New Year's Eve! Yeah. <laughs>